You're not gonna say it Somebody should Let's talk about two time Let's talk about bum one, yeah Asking the questions That nobody could Like where are the bone thoughts And are they in harmony Hey there, fans. Welcome to another episode. I guess that's the next episode, right? But whatever. Also, that's Forgot About Dre, not the next episode. Yeah, we're having some we're having some trouble getting started here. I'm trying to drink a cup of coffee while I'm talking to you today. Because I'm in the car on the way to Give a presentation. This is the thing I do with my new job now, is give presentations about social media. It's sort of hilarious, because I mostly hate social media, to be honest. I think it's kind of horrible, um, and think it has kind of a horrible effect. Although I do feel like the way I use it at work is useful. I mean, I try to not... You know, it's like... If people, if I used social media the way I do at work, it probably wouldn't bug me so much or I wouldn't hate it so much. Because, like, at work, here's my philosophy for uh, work stuff, at least, is, okay, so let's say something, something bad happens. Let's say a Daniel Tramp says something bad about immigrants. Um, what I do at work is I don't share what he said, I will just share programs and services and things we have for immigrants. I don't even mention the thing that he said, because it's not worth mentioning. And like, the last thing we need is more of him. Right? Like, it doesn't need to be, by the way, when I'm eating a good meal, I don't need to be like reminded of the shittiest meal I've ever had in order to enjoy it. Do I? I mean, maybe I do, but like, remember that terrible hamburger you had one time that tasted like fish? I'm like, yes, I do. I do remember that, Los Angeles, California. I think Los Angeles, California, of the big cities I've been to, the worst food. Like, not good. It was not a good situation. I ate a bunch of places, and some of them were good. Don't get me wrong. But uh, overall, not impressed. Don't understand, don't don't get the appeal of that one. It feels like Los Angeles, people live there because they want to be on television. And it's like, it's almost like uh, Los Angeles exists so that people can't just be on television. Because really it's all arbitrary, right? Like, what qualifies you to be on television Oh, how good an actor is that person? Well, I don't know. How good, is, how good of an actor do they need to be? How good of an actor do you need to be to be a guest character's wife on Everybody Loves Raymond? Like, <laughs> is anyone going to notice if you're fucking amazing or terrible? You have one line to say, which is like, come on, Steve, let's go. 
Okay. Well, wow, she really lit up the uh, the screen. Anyway, I tried this thing yesterday. Every once in a while, I find out about a thing, like a coffee thing, and uh, I'll try it. And thanks to the internet, there's like a million coffee things to try. So, for example, like adding salt to your coffee. And I was, and you know, people say like, oh, it's amazing. It tastes so good. And I did it and I was like, no, nope. I mean, it wasn't bad. It just was kind of like, I just feel like this is coffee, but it makes me thirstier. I don't understand. And uh, yesterday's experiment was, I read a blog post about, I think it was Scandinavian coffee, maybe. And they make it with an egg. So you boil the water, you put the grounds in it, and you continue to boil it, and then you put a raw egg in it, and you kind of mix it all around. And the what's supposed to happen, I guess, is the egg draws out the bad-tasting parts of the coffee. Which I think is a hilarious concept, because it's sort of like, oh, I love whiskey but only when there's a bunch of Coca-Cola in it. And it's like, well, then you don't really like whiskey that much, do you? I mean, it's fine to like whiskey and Coke, but if what you like is whiskey and Coke, that's what you like, not whiskey. And, you know, or like uh, if you got a steak and you put a bunch of stuff on it, and it's like, well, that's fine, but like you like the flavor of Worcestershire or A1. It's not so much the steak, right? Anyway. So it was like this, these blog posts too, these food blog posts. I don't know who started this, but it's like Pioneer Woman. Is she to blame for this? Pioneer Woman. You get on there and it's like, oh, here's a recipe for lasagna. And then it's like, you know, when I was in 2005, I was going through a mental health crisis. And here's what was happening. And then this happened. And then, you know, oh, and then an election. And ah, and it's like four pages of solid text with some pictures of lasagna. And to I think to signal to you, like, there is a lasagna recipe coming. You, you did click on the correct link as far as, like, this is what you thought it was, just not in the format. And all these, these long-ass blogs who I'm like, uh, listen, I, I came on here for a lasagna recipe. I, here's, a, here's a tip for the folks who do that. Try putting the story after the recipe and see how, how popular the story is. Make the story a separate thing and see how popular those posts are versus the recipe. It's like, you're forcing me to read your life story, and it's like, I don't care about your life. You're a fucking complete stranger to me. Like, if you're, if you're somebody I know or I'm interested in, then great. But, like, I am really not interested in an internet stranger who's got 10,000 ad spaces on their website. And uh, I, I feel like I'm giving, you a, I'm giving you a shot here by uh, trying your lasagna recipe. But that's as far as I go. I am not, uh, not looking to get emotionally invested in someone else's life. My own life is has plenty to be emotionally invested in. They're not good investments. It's like investing in pets.com. A little finance bro joke for you. So I, I tried it. 
Right, I tried this. Oh my god. They have this light on the highway now where there definitely should not be a light on the highway. And there is nobody waiting to cross, but it has turned red. This is insane. This is an insane world to live in. Inappropriate. I don't like to... Because whenever they put up a light, they put up the green protected arrow, which I, I kind of get. Although I'm like, well, some places you just have to... Why not force these folks to go another quarter mile down the road to turn? And then they have to go back a little bit. Like, that's just what happens when you live in a neighborhood, right? Sometimes you can't go the most convenient way. But also, I'm like, when you put the green arrow in, you don't have to put in the red arrow. Maybe that person will get to go, and then they don't have to sit there waiting at a red arrow. And all, anyway. I, so I... I read this blog and it's like, oh, my mom used to do this at church and she would bring this coffee and it tasted so good and you're probably wondering what the secret is and, oh, I remember those days, those heady days and good times, hashtag, whatever. So I finally get down to the recipe. I couldn't even find the recipe at first. It was like there were some photos and then there were some ads and I thought the ad was the bottom of the page and then I was like, okay. I mean, grandpas and grandmas, I hope you have all your recipes in books or in your head. That's the other thing, I think. This is a way in which uh, books better than internet, which is a book of recipes doesn't just have a bunch of fucking ads for all birds or whatever all embedded in it. It's like, hey, look, you paid the price for the book. Here's the book. Uh, no more. We, we won't be putting additional outside sponsors in here like that's we're good we're set and i agree with that we're good we're set so i get to the recipe and it's basically put an egg in the coffee boil it and then uh then you should be able to just filter it and it'll drain out the egg and the egg acts as a sort of magnet for gross things which i'm not exactly sure what those are but you know i was like I, hey i'll give it a try what the hell I drink a coffee every day. I might as well see. And there's always a danger, right? Because what if you add something to your coffee regimen and it's great? That's really the worst thing that can happen. I mean, the way it went was not good. But I think in retrospect, the worst thing, and maybe this is me doing my Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like, oh, I bet that golden ticket makes the chocolate taste terrible. Terrible? I wish that one of the grandpas who was in the room when Charlie is like, I bet that golden ticket makes the chocolate taste terrible. One of the grandpas had been like, okay, like, look, we get it. You didn't win the ticket, but that's, that is, that is a really shitty attempt to make yourself feel slightly better for not winning a golden ticket. Oh, I bet if I won this all-expenses-paid trip to the Super Bowl, someone would get a sub-concussive hit, and I don't know how I would live with that. And you're like, okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever you gotta tell yourself. So, uh, I put the egg in, do it, and it, it just, like, it turned into this wad of, there was scrambled egg, and then coffee grounds, and then I tried to filter it, but it was so thick that, like, barely anything came through the filter. It was a nightmare. It was horrible. Um, it didn't work. 
And I was like, I just read your whole fucking life story. And obviously, this is not how you do it. Because if this was how you do it, I don't know what the hell is going on at your house. Like, how do you filter this out? How, is this... And then I tasted it, and it tasted like shit. I mean, it was taking so long to filter, so I drank, like, a, an ounce of it just to see, like, is this worth it? Am I, is this worth my time? And it turned out, no. Absolutely not. Like, I threw everything away, washed everything, made... New coffee, because I was like, I'm not even going to drink that. And also, it was faster to make new coffee than to wait for that shit. It was bizarre. I mean, I've had internet recipes go bad, but that one went bad on a level that I just... It made me doubt whether this is even a thing, or if somebody's out there just writing fake food blogs, giving terrible advice that sounds possibly good... Right? Like, it sounds like, oh, maybe that is a thing. But um, but it's not. Like, they're just like, I don't know. Let's just say, like, uh, put an egg in there. Fuck it. Who knows? Um, let's tell them to make a smoothie and put uh, mm, pinto beans in it. Right? And you're just like, oh, that turns into a gross cement that I don't want to eat. Wonderful. I'm very, uh, very glad that we could share that today. But yeah, like I was saying, I think it's it's for the best. Because if it had turned out that it was great, a delicious treat, then I was like, oh, I want to do this all the time. Then I would have to do it all the time. And uh, there you go. I wonder how hard it is to start an asbestos abatement business and then uh, just not actually do anything. Like, you just don't even take the asbestos out. Just say fuck it. I mean, would they even know? Would anyone know? Is that How dangerous is that? I suppose it would be dangerous down the road if they did some remodeling and they're like, oh yeah, we had the asbestos taken out. <laughs> I wonder, sometimes I think like, maybe there was some genius out there who time traveled and was like, let's use this asbestos insulation. And then I'm going to start a business after we've put it all in. I'm going to start a business and charge people to take it all off. Wouldn't that be cool? And you're like, yeah, I guess that is pretty cool. It's a pretty good idea. That's the thing. I think we, one time we talked about a hypothetical on this show about if you could travel in time and you had to make, how would you make a lot of money without being like uh, obvious about it? So in other words, like you, you don't want to win the lottery. Right, because then that doesn't usually work out very well for anyone, and everyone knows you're a lottery winner and whatever. And you don't want to, like, I don't know, you don't want to become Biff from Back to the Future. You just want to become a uh, quiet, quiet millionaire. Not like a a multi-billionaire, just like a millionaire who you're like, hey, you know what, I'm pulling in like a million bucks every year. That is more than enough to live a very comfortable, healthy lifestyle. And uh, that'll that'll do me just fine. My answer was always uh, own parking lots. Like, just basically buy up a bunch of space in a city like Denver and then have those, like, $10 to park parking lots. Because if you just owned basically all the parking in the city, 
No one knows who owns that shit. And you just put different signs. Pete and sons parking. Pete and daughters parking. <laughs> daughters parking. Like, you know, daughters, not Pete's daughters, other daughters. And you're like, oh, and then you build the one across the street from the other, and then you just kind of, you could have fun. You could fuck around with it a little bit, like, be like, let's make this one $8 and this one $10 for no reason. Just so the one across the street is cheaper. No one will know those are owned by the same guy, and that he's doing it just, just for the pure hell of it. And just to kind of like, oh yeah, I'm going to set up a webcam and just like watch people try and find space <laughs> in the $8 lot. Spend ten minutes driving around the eight dollar lot to save two dollars. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. I think I think I could have fun with this. This could be an enjoyable thing. Um, we have some some pot of ween business to still wrap up. I didn't hear back anything about the Fiverr situation, so I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna get a success spell. I think done for the podcast at some point because we're back to our our regularly scheduled thing of trying to make this podcast a huge success this year which i did by uh this episode i did that with my takedown of the food blog industry right my uh incisive witty takedown of food bloggers everywhere pioneer woman i'm coming for you re-drummond it's on biatch Nobody calls the pioneer woman a biatch, but I just did. Um, but we have some wrap-up from Potawin last month, so we're going to get the spell done for sure. I think that's that seems like $5 worth of magic. <laughs> I guess that's magic. Um, we need to take the ghost meter for sure to a... Uh, oh my god semi-truck driver was going really slowly and then put his turn signal on right as he was turning like a an amateur driver who's just doesn't know anything about driving where you're like you know if you put that turn signal on everybody could have gone around not had to wait anyway i love complaining about the traffic i i would be probably the worst commuter to work because I think that um, I've, I, you know, I don't like work. I don't like jobs. If I was, I think I could commute to job if I liked the job. Like if I sincerely felt, you know what, this job is really uh, speaks to me. I enjoy my time there. The days go quickly. Uh, I enjoy my coworkers. I just feel like I feel like I'm doing things that use my skills. Uh, maybe then I could commute to work, but to commute to, like, the kinds of jobs I've had, boy, that would be a nightmare. Uh, just another nightmare. Because I think I'd feel like, oh my god, I'm doing this much work, I'm going through all this aggravation for what? To go, to go do goofy stuff that anyone could do? I mean, come on. I feel like that right now, and I'm like, well, this is... Once, once in a while, I'd do this, but whatever. There was another pot of ween thing we had to take care of. Oh, we had to do a, a book club update. So we read The Nest. We met at the Key Largo Lounge in Greeley, Colorado. It was incredible. 
Um, it was a, a townie bar that is kind of what you would expect. They had a sign up that said no colors, which I think my sister thought meant no black people, um, but means no gang colors <laughs> are allowed. Because it's in that part of town that I suppose at one time that would have been a problem. Um, so The Nest, the book about uh, radioactive mutant cockroaches. What do I have to say about The Nest? And what did, what did uh, attendees say about The Nest? Well, uh, I was the only one who read it all the way through. Jamie had read part of it and was enjoying it. Um, my sister had read it. She said, I read it up to the point where the cockroaches basically started eating a little girl vagina first. Like, entering her body through her vagina and then started eating her body. She's like, and then I had to put it down. Because shit got a little too real. And I was like, that's fair. That is a fair assessment of what's going on in this book. And I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, I read the entire book, however. It was good. I mean, the cockroach mayhem was really good. That's what I came for, and that's what I got. So that worked out pretty, pretty well for me. Um, there was a lot of extra shit I didn't really need, which was, like, too many people. There were too many characters that you're supposed to care about, and it's like, these horror, these horror novels have a lot of characters in them. And it's sort of like, I think as a reader, and you know you're reading a horror novel, you're kind of like, who who here do I need to actually pay attention to and get attached to? And who is uh, just going to get blown through by a wall of cockroaches and then just turn into a skeleton? And the cockroaches even ate the skeletons, by the way. I don't even think that's a thing, but fine. Cockroaches eating a skeleton. Doesn't everyone know you, like, dig up a grave and a bunch of cockroaches and beetles and shit run off the skeleton? This, like, perfect white skeleton where things seem to still be held in place even though you're like, is that how that works? Do your teeth, like, I know it's bone and they're, like, in bone, but are they, like, attached to the jaw? I guess so. It seems like every skull I've seen, that's how it works. It's kind of amazing. Seems kind of stupid. Your teeth are like external bones. Your body was like, well, let's have these ones on the outside. <laughs> that should be fine. Imagine that, like if your fucking finger bones were on the outside of your fingers, they'd be getting fucked up all the time. No wonder. No wonder we invented the dentist. The dentist. Went to the dentist. Um, she was like, the, the hygienist was like, uh, well, you did a good job, except for this one section of your mouth. And I was like, oh, yeah, I always brush that part last. I think I get, I think I'm kind of bored by the time I get there. She's like, yeah, well, you could, you could start in different spots and thereby have an easier time of it. And I was like, mm, I think you're talking to someone who's a recovering OCD kind of guy. So I, I don't think that's going to work. But uh, I, I will make note of what you said and brush, <laughs> brush better. <laughs> And we were both talking about Halloween because she was asking about Halloween plans. And I was like, well, for the first time, I live in a home that may have trick-or-treaters. Um, 
which isn't true. I guess I did that once before, but we didn't have trick-or-treaters. And now I was like, there might be. I know there's fucking kids in the neighborhood because there's kids who have ding-dong ditched our house a bunch of times. Not a bunch, two or three times. In the middle of a Sunday afternoon, I hear them clomp up the stairs, ring the doorbell, and then as I leisurely get up and then open the door, they're gone. So it's like they're ding-dong ditching, but they're not really trying that hard. And uh, I think that's what annoys me about it, is I'm like, I think they think that they're doing a good job, but it's really just very lazy. And it's like, I want to chase a kid or something. Or, you know, at least yell at a kid. I want them to be, like, afraid. I want them to know that I know who they are. Like, I'll see them and I'll be like, hey, I know you. You live right over there. And I won't point, but I'll kind of vaguely nod my head in a direction and be like, okay, well, I'm going to come over and talk to your parents later, and then I'm not going to do it. But I'll just say that so they can live in fear for a little while. And then maybe they'll say, okay, well, the jig is up. If my doorbell rings again, I'm going to know who it is. I'm going to assume it's you until you prove otherwise. What? So anyway, I, I talked to the hygienist, and I was like, I think we're going to have trick-or-treaters. And she's like, me too. I'm in, like, a house for the first time. Instead of, I guess she grew up on kind of a farm situation. So uh, she was like, I got, I got uh, Twix and Skittles. And I was like, these are good choices. I hadn't bought my candy yet. But anyway, we got no trick-or-treaters. I, I wore a costume. I put my costume on. I decorated the porch because I took Halloween the whole day off. So I decorated the porch up. I put some lights and stuff and uh, sat and carved pumpkins. Well, I played Castlevania and then carved pumpkins. I had a very Halloween-y day. Not one fucking trick-or-treater showed up. Like, what the fuck? It's kind of annoying because I remember when I was a kid, my mom was like, don't go to apartments. Because I think everyone assumed that people in apartments were, like, uh, child murderers. It's like, well, if you didn't live a child murder lifestyle, you wouldn't live in an apartment, would you? Child murderers. I, I bet most child murderers have a home of some kind. I don't know. Do they mostly live in apartments? How does that work? Is it an even ratio? Does child murdering correlate with living in an apartment at all? But, like, now living in a condo... And I know there's kids who live in those condos. And I saw other porches with Halloween decorations. Which, to me, is like, hey, if you put out pumpkins and decorations, like, you're expecting kids to come ring your doorbell. Right? You don't get to decorate for Halloween unless you want, or are open to kids ringing your doorbell. The only exception I would make to that is if someone, their only nod to Halloween was they have a seasonal flag that they changed out uh, for Halloween. And would be like, okay. That's that's an old man who just did that. So maybe they're... Uh, that's, if that's their only Halloween-y thing, and it's like, eh, yeah, well, Fred always has a flag, and right now it's Halloween, I'd be like, okay. So he's not really... He's not really hardcore. And uh, I guess I don't expect him to actually do anything on uh, a given 
a given a, a May Day holiday or whatever. Is that the one where you would like ding dong ditch people and leave a basket of candy? That one seemed fun. But that one that one also seemed like the last or the most made up holiday. May Day. And it's like, oh, here's the tradition. You you're a kid, you run into uh someone's front porch, you ring the doorbell and you run away and you've left a basket with like Easter leftover Easter candy that nobody wanted. I just thought that seemed made up because it's like it seemed half-assed or something. And I was like, eh, it's kind of fun to like ring someone's doorbell and run away. I'll give you that. That's the other thing. I know these kids. I'm like, you know what? That is pretty fun. I'm pretty sure I did that at some point as a kid. I don't really remember, though. But um, that part's fun. But if you're leaving a basket of candy... Like, who's going to be mad about that? Who's going to be like, what an asshole. They rang the doorbell and ran. It's almost like, well, I want to run away because I don't want to take credit for leaving this candy here. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a baby and a bathwater here, and we're throwing them both out. Like, if I'm going to give someone an entire fucking basket of candy, damn right I don't want to take some credit for it. I don't want to just leave it there and be like, oh, whatever. This happened. Sorry, I, I clumsily have been batting my microphone here a little bit like a cat. Anyway, uh, The Nest. I give it three out of five stars. Would not read again, but didn't regret my time reading it. The thing is, I'm not that, uh, that, not that freaked out by cockroaches, so, so what can you do, right? Uh, our next read, we are again meeting at the Key Largo Lounge in early December. And we are reading a book called Hark the Herald Angels Scream. And it's a collection of horrifying Christmas stories. Uh, I bought a copy and tore it up so that all the stories are separate. So if you'd like a story, I'll send you a story. Or if you're listening to this and plan to come or think you might come, let me know. I'll get you a story. Because I've still got a few left. Great news for anyone. We've got a lot of events. Oh, speaking of events, um, November 16th is my birthday, and if you're listening to this and have not signed up and would like to, uh, doing a golf tournament that day. So a ride is going to pick us all up at my place that morning at 8.30 a.m., and we're going to engage in several golf-adjacent activities for the day. Um... This is going to be one for the books, people. And I've got basically one, maybe two spots left. So, if you want to come, get with me quick. Secondly, uh, Santa Rampage this year is going to be the Polar Express. Uh, this is going to be a, a bus that picks everyone up at their homes. And then we are going to go to some bars a little further afield. This isn't going to be so far like uh, Denver or something like that. But, you know, the thing is, since we're always walking, we can only really hit the downtown, right? And we need to we need to spread our wings a little bit this year. And, yeah, I think it's nice to take a break from the, the norm. And so instead of being Santa Rampage, it's Polar Express, which means as, as it goes in the book, um, you'll get picked up and dropped off at your house. And you can wear your pajamas. 
Or pajamas. I don't know if you want to wear your pajamas because, like, who the fuck knows what your pajamas are? I mean, I don't assume that I have any friends who dress in, like, sexy lingerie or anything like that on the regular. Because I don't think anybody does that. But, you know, just in case. At the same time, I suppose that that does not need to be said. Maybe to one person who's shown up before. But, uh... Let me, let me just say this. Some of the bars we're going to be going to, you probably don't want to show up in overly uh, goofy shit. Because I think, that, I think we'll be pushing our luck a little bit just by our presence. So if you got too crazy, I don't think you'd be pleased with the, the outcomes. But anyway, that's going to be a blast. So if you're interested in that, hit me up. Let me know. Either way. Either one, either way. No, not either way. Don't tell me if you're not interested. I don't give a shit. You don't have to email me and be like, I'm not interested. Because I assume that by downloading this episode, you've uh, said that you're, you're coming. And so, and I'll send you a bill. And uh, if you're not coming, boy, that would be great if I could work out that technology, huh? So by, by listening to this episode, by downloading it or streaming it, you've agreed to come to the event and to pay a small share. Both events do have a small cost associated with them. Uh, the Polar Express, I think, is going to be like $50. So that's not too bad. The uh, birthday one's a little more pricey. So think about it. Think about that. But, uh, yeah, I wish I could just automatically charge everyone. If only I had a monthly way to do that. This is a commercial for Patreon. This show is on Patreon. You can find it through our website. I mean, you can find it, right? You know how to use Google. Everyone knows how to use Google. So just use Google and find it. Um, Your support is appreciated. You get some stuff, it's not a big deal. The stuff you get is not that great. You get a bonus episode once a month. You get a bonus letter. But it's really not about that, right? It's about... Well, I don't know what it's about. It's about me not having to have a job where I commute back and forth. Me not having to do things like this. Me not having to uh, take some crap at work because I didn't stuff bags, giveaway bags with stuff. Can I say something? This is like a thing that people who throw events seem to think that everyone wants and I suspect no one wants which is a goodie bag like I go to the golf tournaments every year and you get a goodie bag and I'm like what is in here and there's a couple things that I'm like okay like I mean they'll give you a few golf balls and some golf tees although golf tees are like I don't know where they manufacture golf tees but it's just sort of uh, the least expensive thing ever created I guess they should just make pencils and take the eraser off and make the top side a uh, a golf tee. Because that way you're like, well, at least I have a pencil or a golf tee. And so if I don't golf, I have a, a useful thing as well. I mean, they make those pencils called fucking golf pencils that don't have an eraser on them anyway. Why not have the other end be a golf tee? How come I have to think of everything? God... I don't even golf that much. But, you know, and then they give you, they'll give you, like, a a thing of sunscreen that uh, doesn't really work. 
They'll give it one year. I remember we got like a chapstick that I w- I put it on my lips and immediately was like, I've been poisoned. Like I'm, I'm dying. This is the end of Peter for sure. Because it was horrible. Like it tasted horrible. Not that, not that I screwed the tube and then just ate a huge chunk of it, but it was just like the flavor of it filled my mouth to a, a vile degree. And I just, I regretted a lot of the decisions that had led me to that point in life. It was, it was bad. When I used to run a lot of 5Ks, I don't know if they still do this, because I would hope that the 5K, the runner folks, would have, like, figured this out, because you would register, like, if you registered the day of and you picked up your stuff, you know, you get a t-shirt, and that was okay. I mean, I like the shirts sometimes, because it's like, well, you need a running shirt, but sometimes you're like, eh. Especially if you went the day of, a lot of times they'd be like, well, we have double XL and extra small. And you're like, well, you can just keep that then because I... And when they told you, oh, we only have these shirt sizes that don't really fit, and you're like, oh, you know what, never mind. They're like, are you sure? Like, so shocked that you don't want to take this t-shirt. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that I don't want a shirt that I will never be able to wear. Like, why would, what, what am I doing with my life? Even then, this was like Pete's first Marie Kondo moment, which was like, I didn't even have like an extensive wardrobe or anything, but I was like, you know, why, why devote the space to something that I'm never going to wear? Or if I do wear, I'm just going to feel like shit about it because I'm going to regret it. I'll just be wearing it thinking like, I wish I was wearing anything but this right now. Or, you know, I could see myself packing it. For vacation because I'm just I think it's a different shirt and then I get there and I'm like oh fuck is this what I did I did this to myself oops I did it again again I've packed a shirt that I don't want to wear why do I even own shirts that I don't want to wear um but they did this at 5k's all the time and I thought it was so weird because I was like what am I supposed to do with this bag of stuff because most of the time, you can't, like, park right next to the starting line, right? You can't just get out of your car and, or, you know, oh, I'll just walk over back to my car. Because a lot of times I would park quite far away. Because there's a million people running this 5K, and we all drove there. So there's a, it's not always convenient. They also, in the 5Ks, it would say, you know, the 5K starts at 8 a.m., so make sure to get to the registration table by 7.15. You're like, oh, 45 minutes I need? I get it. I'm pretty sure that you tell people that because 90% of people will show up three minutes before the starting gun and then be like, oh my god, I'm going to blow my time or something. But I mean, there are there are normals. I wish everything came with that, which is like, if you're a normal person who's just going to show up and you, you're not going to need a bunch of a shit. Or if we misspelled your name on your bib or whatever, you don't care. Or if we have the wrong address for you, you're like, hey, listen, I'm not going to win this race. You know, I'm not officially registered with the NCAA or the AAU or whatever, so uh, we're cool. Don't worry about it. If you're a normal, here's when you can show up. 
And when you're a uh, weirdo, here's when you can shop. <laughs> so we can make sure and take care of all your weird requests. The problem, of course, being that weirdos don't know they're weirdos and therefore would show up at the normals time. And then they'd be like, everyone would have to tell them, like, oh, no, you were supposed to be here. You were supposed to get here 20 minutes ago. Because when they start asking weird questions that are like, um, I don't know how to do this, and I've never done this before, and what's happening? And it's like, okay. We, ha we set aside the weirdo time specifically for this situation. You really we made a good faith effort to make time for you, the weird, and you're kind of blowing it for us. We don't appreciate that. Just want you to know how we feel about that. There's a, oh, okay. There's a sign for a shopping center here, and it's got a Blockbuster sign on it, but it's upside down. So I assume that means there's not actually a Blockbuster here. It's not an upside down Blockbuster or something. One time I was trying to plan um, with someone at work. We were talking about, like, you know what the library should do is like a poker run. Like a motorcycle poker run. Because that would be kind of fun. And that would be so different for a library that maybe it would be a successful thing. And uh, it, got, it got way out of hand because someone was trying to handle it who knew nothing about motorcycles or poker runs. And was like, well, we can't have them stop anywhere where there's alcohol, like at a bar or something. And I'm like, that's where they always stop. And then it was like, well, okay, we can get a, we actually can get a beer sponsor for the end. And I was like, that's amazing. And they're like, but how are people going to get home? And I was like, I mean, these are grownups. And the beer sponsor, by the way, is Michelob Ultra. I think that most people can probably handle a Michelob Ultra while they're hanging out for an hour and then drive home with relative safety. <laughs> I mean, come on, one Michelob Ultra? If you can't have one Michelob Ultra and then drive home, I don't know what to tell you. That's a sports beer, damn it. It's uh, meant to handle sports. Then, but then it, she was talking about swag bags. She was like, yeah, we can get these swag bags with t-shirts and put a bunch of literature and stuff in it. That's what always kills me is the literature. So I'm like, nobody wants this. Nobody wants a pamphlet. No one has ever been like, oh, I hope they have pamphlets there. Like, the only place I've ever wanted pamphlets, they don't have a pamphlet. Like, you go to the, the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum, and you're like, I would take a pamphlet from here that's like, here, look at this fucked up stuff we have. And you're like, all right, I'll take this. And they never have a pamphlet there. But uh, she wanted to get these swag bags, and I was like, what are, what are people supposed to do? Like, okay, now I'm on a motorcycle and I got this swag bag. How's that supposed to work? And she was just kind of like, I don't know. Can't, they, can't you just... I think she literally said you could hang it from the handlebars. And I was like, this is not a uh, bicycle that I'm riding home from the store with my friends after we went and bought pops together. This is like uh, you're riding many miles on a motorcycle... And, uh, you know, probably getting up into the 60s, speed-wise. And I, I'm not going to fucking have someone hanging a bag from their handlebars while they do that. That's craziness. 
Anyway, the swag bag. If you got something good, then give it away. But point B on this is, if you got something good, you don't have to put it in a bag with a bunch of other stuff. You can just put it out on a table, and other people will take it. People will just see it and say, like, I'll take one of those. When you have a decent giveaway, people will just have them. You don't have to sort of, uh, you know, mask the swag as something else. You're not going to say it. Somebody should. Let's talk about two time. Let's talk about bum one, yeah. Asking the questions that nobody could. Where are the bone thoughts and are they in harmony?